Nights. Soccer Nights. Your Nights. Uh, definitely uh, it's a good uh, news for us and of course he has trained just one training session yesterday and but we decide uh, you know travel with us and be in the bench the bench I've been here in Bayern Munich and I know the mentality of this club it's in everywhere in the Sevenstrasse is in a it's in the skin and I know what they believe they can do it we believe too but so no we're going to defend for sure so what happened in, in, in Manchester, that part of the game, they were better and we had to defend, we're going to defend tomorrow. The approach right now will be the same. So come here, knowing the quality that they have, uh, adapt quick, maybe some new formation of the opponent or the way you're going to play and do our game. So we just talk about the game you have to play, not talk about the result we had in one week ago, what was going the consequences about the future happiness? What do you have to do in the game? The game. And focus in, in every single action, what do you have to do to try to get the result as best as possible to reach the semifinal? What's the best result as far as reaching the semifinals concerned? Pep Guardiola chatting to the media ahead of a big, big game tonight. Yeah, the wrap up of the UEFA Champions League. Bayern Munich up against the Manchester City. I mean, they're preparing to finish them off, eh? They beat the German champions 3-0 in the first leg. Ellen Haaland redefining the role of a modern striker. And here's a guy who scored what, 47 goals in 40 games in all competitions. And possibly has about 13 more games to play this season. 47 goals in 40 games. Maybe my guest sitting in front of me right now will try and break it down to normal man's language because for me, it just defies logic. We'll get to that in a second. But also, Ilkay Gundogan insisting that no decision has been made on his Manchester City future with just, what, two months left on his contract. A certain team by the name of Barcelona are said to be interested in his services. Will he be able to go across them? I doubt it. I really think that he has cemented his place at Man City and I really think that he will stay rooted. You're listening to Marawa Sports Worldwide live at 947. You're also live on Sowetan Live, Rise FM, as well as Sowetan Live, Vuma FM. We're live on YouTube. So if you want to see the person that I'm going to be chatting to next... I suggest you go live on YouTube because you probably haven't seen him in a long time, especially in a in an interview scenario. Well, if I'm not mistaken, it was probably about 12 years old when I last spoke to him in a studio. <laughs> Remind me, I don't remember, but yeah, I'll tell you what. I mean, what an ambassador this man has been for our country. A rare breed of talent with an attitude and precariousness as well technical abilities that has made him stand out for from a very very early age now most of his teammates were playing a flamboyant type of game shibobos and tamayas and so on and they were sought after as goals were left a begging but this man kept his football very very simple skillful and that is why his journey has been so remarkable. I mean, what a journey it's been for this man and what a pleasure to have him here today. Kamuela Mokocha, good to see you. Welcome to the show. Uh, good to see you, Rob. Uh, great to be on here. 
How are you doing, though? I mean, it's, it's been a while. I mean, good to see you back home, finally playing in the Premier Soccer League. Yeah, it's good to be back home. Um, didn't know what to expect, yeah. of course. Um, obviously, um, Skukune United uh, secured my services. And, um, yeah, you know, uh, I was grateful for that. And I was grateful for that because, um, you know, there was um, there were a lot of external factors when it came to other clubs. And uh, I'm a footballer and all I wanted to do is play football. External factors. You're a 32-year-old now, eh? no, no longer a 12-year-old. So you and I will talk, big man talk, <laughs> direct talk. <laughs> when you talk about external factors, let's shoot right at it. Yeah. It was Kaiser Chiefs. They wanted you. They wanted to sign you. And when you talk about external factors, break that down for me. No, what I, does mean, that mean? Uh, I mean, I had talks with uh, numerous clubs in the yeah. country. Um, obviously... Let me start by telling you my history. You yes. Know, um, um, I hadn't played a game since um, November... 2020. 2021. Or 2022? Yeah, I think uh, November 2021. Yeah. I hadn't played a game since, uh, since then because of injuries. You know, um, I had an injury which I recovered from and then... And reoccurred six months later. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, that happened. Um, you know, a lot of clubs in Europe asked the same questions too as to, oh, yeah, this, uh, what are we going to, we like him, he's a good mm. player, he's, you know, he's this and that, but um, does does he fit into the squad? Does he, yeah. whatever. So I came back to the country and that was still the same situation. So that was um, the that was a bit surprising for me, but you know I came back not expecting, you know, to be signed by the big three or whatever. Um, I came back um, expecting to to get an opportunity to play. Yeah, you know because I know my career has 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 been nothing but smooth. You know what I mean? Correct. Um, so. Um, yeah, I had talks with numerous clubs, you know, as Kaza Chiefs, it was, um, Amazulu was in there too. Oh, wow, okay. And, um, yeah, that was that. Things never materialized. And, you know, I'm, I'm always quick to tell my manager, you know, in, yeah. in, in Bashir. Um, I'm always quick to tell her, like, no, this is not... Uh, this is not what I want. I don't want the political side of things. You know, I don't... I don't want the stress. I just want to play football. Uh, so I never came back for monetary um, uh, reasons. Um, I just wanted to play football, and mm. Skukune United gave me that opportunity, and which I'm very grateful for. Which was a surprise, though. Yeah. Because we never linked you with the Skukune United, ever. So when you talk about external factors, and you've mentioned this in an interview before, what were the likes of Kaiser Chiefs expecting from you besides playing football? No, I think uh, it's, uh, certain people have a certain perception of you. Mm. Um, gun was like this, gun was like that. and uh, Tell me those perceptions, though. It'll be great to know because I might share the ones I've heard from my side to you. But no, I, you I, are the subject yeah. matter right now. Yeah. No, I just think um, when, when you've played for so long uh, abroad... Yeah. 
then uh, people have a certain perception of you that no, oh, maybe he's an expensive player. You know, he comes from abroad. You know, he prefers a certain lifestyle. Or yeah, um, but I'm a simple guy. Uh, you know, I know where I grew up. I know who brought me up. Um, yeah, so I mean, so I keep at that. You know, that's my core. That's my foundation. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it, people are entitled to their opinions. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's what happened. And talks went fruitful mm-hmm. with those clubs. You know, questions like, uh, "Why are you coming back?" You know, why are you coming back? Why would you want to play for an Amazulu, for instance? Jeez. You know, why would you want to play for when the big three are there, you know? Yeah. But you get a Skukuna United, you know? I love integrity and I like humility, you know? You get a Skukuna that's there and they're very upfront and direct when it comes to their approach. And... I appreciated that mm-hmm. and that gives a player a good feeling because at the end of the day I'm a player to the media you know I'm I'm this guy that's that's been 13 14 years 14 overseas. years overseas but you're a superstar you yeah. see I think that's the word you're avoiding I will call you that because you've earned it yeah you know Kamuel Mokoch is not just a, a, a normal player you have yeah. a history with us in this country and and when you got that injury in 2020 in January, in the FA Cup against Leicester. That is what triggered this on and off knee injury of yours. Mm, surprising. I think you're the only one that knows that. <laughs> yeah. We don't walk into interviews having just come off a golf course. No, that's lovely. Yeah. yeah. So FA Cup, Leicester City. Um, yeah, I got that injury. Unfortunately, I think all my, my injuries have been unfortunate. Yeah. And one injury um, led to another, you know. Um, but um, luckily enough you know like uh, the medical staff like overseas is very you know they have they have a lot of people on the medical staff and yeah. um, I was I was able to um, uh, to overcome that yeah and then there was something else that happened and then you know missing out on the playoff final against Fulham um uh, so I mean that that was really tough for me, mm-hmm. you know, because I I know how. Uh, what I know I know what the technical staff felt about me at Brentford and. Uh, yeah, I mean that that happened and they had to make a choice. Okay. You know, you can't dribble me on that one. Mm-hmm. When when you say what the technical staff felt about you at Brentford, w- yeah. was it a good feeling? Was it an accommodative feeling? Was it a welcoming feeling? As, uh, I think they uh, I think from the moment I signed they realized that um I brought a different um dimension to the club. Um well with Brentford and clubs like Brighton they they do everything on data so when you do get signed at those clubs you get signed on merit. Yeah. You know you need to keep up your numbers. Sure. You know um on in all departments, you know what I mean? And I did that coming from FC Twente. Um, even though I couldn't, I should have signed a year before, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, um, because obviously I didn't have enough uh, national team uh, 
games under my, <laughs> you know. So I know we're gonna get to the Bafana Bafana stuff because there was all sorts of drama around you, yeah. the national team, around the Sheikh's Mashaba era, around home affairs. You know, yeah. they were not willing to let you play. I think the game against the uh, Guinea Bissau. Yeah, it, it was. So th th there was a problem. Yeah. No. So yeah. yeah. No, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. I think but, the first time um, you yeah. get a chance to 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 kind of get it off your chest, what was, what were the issues, what was the problem? So you rightfully say that as much as we had pinpointed the fact that you are getting game time, you playing regularly, you're the son of the soil, you've represented at under twelve, uh, you know, Denon Cup winner, the player of the tournament in that Denon Cup, but all of a sudden you're being left out of contention for your national team, which didn't make sense. Yeah, no, I was. Uh, I think that year I was the best performing player in in Europe from South Africa. Yeah, and um, things were said about me, but. I just decided, like, if if I want to make a move to England, and I've lived there for more than five years, then I apply for my Dutch citizenship, and now I have Dutch uh, double nationality. Mm -hmm. I'm Dutch and South African, or South African and Dutch, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> so that's um, yeah, but um, yeah, I did what I had to do. But the home affairs, yeah, we're talking about. You'd have to renounce one. You can't have dual. Yeah. But then it's going to mess up the story that's going to be coming up after the break. So, Kamuela yeah. Mokot, uh, you're chatting to me right here at Marawa Sports Worldwide. Uh, do join the conversation. We are live on YouTube. Uh, we also can take your comments live on YouTube. But feel free as well to use our WhatsApp voice note uh, message number to send us any question, any comment. Uh, because I think he's a man who doesn't readily and ever so often grant interviews. And we just feel very pleased and blessed that has been able to grant us this uh, unique platform to give to him to share his story his journey but also for us to welcome him back into the country and say welcome back soldier welcome back son of the soil and find out how he's finding life at Sekukode United who incidentally they're going to be playing against Kaiser Chiefs yo this coming weekend Marawa Sports Worldwide Live in three, two, on 947, Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live. What a professional, what a solid midfielder this country produced in, in, in Kamukhailo Mukojo. A great passer of the ball, um, a solid player, true and true. I mean, you know, if, if there is one thing about him, is his professionalism. You know, he's always been professional. Every time he was called up to play for Bafana Bafana, he will, you know, display that professionalism uh, on him. You know, so and I'm not, I'm not surprised that uh, he came back to South Africa. Um, you know, one would have thought that maybe he would have chosen a Sundowns or one of the so-called big teams, but no, he humbly chose uh, to play for Skokune. All that I want to say to him is that we we thank him for serving um, the sport and also, you know, representing us as South Africa abroad very well. I mean, I was looking at his, uh, you know, the you know the assist and um, the ball accuracy, you know, about about four years ago, uh, and he was just out of out of out of this world. Well done, Kamuhel. Heartwarming story, heartwarming voice notes. Uh, it is a Wednesday, it is soccer nights, it is Marrow Sports Worldwide. Welcome to the show. You're live at 947, uh, and Live, Rise FM, as well as Vuma FM. Kamuela Mokotjo is my guest tonight, former Brentford player. I'm sure he looks back and says, ah, look at this team. They're sitting pretty these days. Hardly 
in the threat for fight or relegation or anything like uh, sitting comfortably at position number nine. I'll ask you about them in a, in a second. But Mkumba Kumaro's WhatsApp voice note, I mean, he talks about you as being very humble. You didn't choose the big three to go play for. Um, you focused on football, which is a traditional thing. Maybe just a direct response to that voice note. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm very humble by that voice note. And yeah, uh, yeah I mean, uh, like I said, I'm a footballer first. And I will always put my profession first uh, before any, you know, opinions or any. Yeah. Um, things that want to be made political within the football sphere um but yeah you know uh you know i'm very passionate about what i do and it's you know it's it's deep down mm-hmm. it's deep mm-hmm. down so um it's good to hear that some people uh really you know feel with me they you know and um this is how they want the sport to be represented and um, yeah very uh, heartwarming uh, voice note what do you think the perception was of you and be honest uh coming from abroad things that that happened while i was at the national team with uh, coach shakes yeah um arrogant um uh, quiet, but once you talk to him, um, you'll feel that there's a different side to him. Yes, you know. Um, but but no, I'm not that guy. Yeah, of course I'm a front, and you know, I lived overseas for about um, I don't know, fourteen years. Fourteen years, but let's say in Europe, and yeah. the people there are a very you know, direct towards their coaches, you know. The players are very direct towards their coaches and, you know, there's there's that space where you can say what you feel. But it's professional. And it's it, not a personal thing. No, it's not a personal thing. It's professional and um, you come here and you do that and uh, you have a problem. But I wasn't making a problem yeah. out of anything at that time with uh, Coach Shakes because I wasn't even in the selection. But he just spoke badly about me, you know, in the media. Um, and my coach at the time at FC Twente, I think he's at IX now, mm. IX Amsterdam, Alfred Trader. He, yeah, he showed me. Um, he showed me the squad, and then he showed me the interview and what the coach said. And what uh, hurt you about that interview? What what hurt you about what Sheikh said? Um, I think he he mostly. I think in general it was the criticism. Yeah. You understand? About a player that he didn't have in the squad. And he didn't at know. At that time. And you possibly didn't really know outside of what he's seen. But he didn't have that interpersonal knowledge of you. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'm not sure if he watched any of my games at 20, you know. Doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it too because you know he never came to visit and I would have you know got him gotten him a nice seat you know yeah and, um, and you know and, uh, be comfortable and the Grosje Feste you know nice yeah. you know at Twente um, but 
Yeah, the, it's just the the criticism in general, you know, the the other specifics about you know shaming my my body and saying yeah, mm. you're sluggish and it's whatever, slow and sluggish, and you know that's that's uh, that's his opinion, and I'll take it, but it's just the criticism about mm. criticizing a player that is the best performing player in Europe at, that was the best performing player in Europe at that time and um, yeah well, what do I say to that you know what I mean what what do I say to that and then my coaches see that and they're like oh okay hmm. this, um, this is a bit heavy you know is this how it is in your national team so um, yeah I don't know yeah that was that you know all the other bits but it's just I feel it's there should be respect there should be respect I think when it comes to um, um, players and coaches but was there any one on one post that no post never. those utterances no never. never would you yeah. have would you have taken that opportunity would you have taken the opportunity to to maybe say, Shakes, you know what, this this is who Kamuelo Mokocho is, actually. Would you have taken that or would you have left it to him to say, oh, you've made the comments, now try and find me? No, I would have taken that. I, uh, I rarely take things personal. Yeah. So I would have taken that. But, you know, uh, the the opportunity never arose for us to, to take it there. and And I was just like, you know, Okay. Who's protecting the player at that time? And nobody's protecting the player. And I mm -hmm. think that's that's a problem I also have with, you know, um, players in our league at the moment. In the PSL? Yeah. No one protects them? No. Nah. Who's protecting the player? Not when it comes to criticism. Yeah. But, but they, what stands they, out locally, though, because that, that's probably nice and fresh for you as somebody who's spending his time I won't say a full season was it kind of midstream and so on yeah. but when you say not protecting the player now in the PSL maybe give me a bit of background in terms of what you're observing as being a player not protected no no it's simple like um, I'd obviously make comparisons because and we learn from those yeah, yeah. and yeah and yeah, you have to learn from them, you know, or do what you want with them, but I'm going to say it, you know. So, um, uh, obviously, in in Europe, you have, you know, something called a safeguard. You have a pension fund, yes. for instance. Most um, South African players don't have that. You know, you have things like medical aid. You have things like which is standard, mm. you know? Mm. Those things are standard. Um, you have like things for psychology, you know, mental health. So it's very important. So it, it just makes me mad, you know, because I played with so many good players and it makes me mad that, okay, um, everyone's saying that this player did this and this and did that, but nobody did anything to protect them. Mm. You know what I mean? So now, and 
you know, they make them feel like, okay, they're down the, you know, they're down the drain and there's no coming back up. You know what I mean? Mm. So, mm. it's those type of things. Yeah, yeah. I can call it sentimental or emotional from my side, but, you know, uh, I know I played with so many players who have potential and, yeah, maybe I'm a very uh, caring person, you know? But I played with players like Masbusani Zongo and, yes. you know, like, where are they now? You know? Yeah, maybe there's a caller that will say, yeah, okay, they, they, um, they didn't help themselves or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, there needs to be a system in place to protect our players and help them where they need help. That's incredible because you talk about that and mo almost immediately, I mean, there's a thought that crosses my mind um, about a certain Anel Ngong, the yeah. late. Yes. Played for Sundowns. Yeah. Played with Emil. Played with Emil. And, yeah. Played with Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. And when he passed away, and it's exactly what you're talking about, when he passed away, then there was a story in the city press that they ran that talked about what we would term the pension fund, where he had access of over 23-odd million rand that he could tap into. So whether he's left the club, the club still keeps it up until a release age where he can then have full access to it. Yeah. And people were surprised. They were like, this is crazy. But it is a simple thing. You have a salary as a football player. And you don't really pay for much because under a club, you're flying for free, you're staying in hotels, you're in camp. Hey, besides your flashy car, everything else can be tucked away for a rainy day. And that's what these clubs usually do. And what you raise is a very important point because this is where our South African Football Players Union should be stepping in to protect and demand of the clubs to have these pension funds. Yeah. And yet it doesn't happen. Yeah. I think it's only just a rare... You know, Supersport United here, maybe even Mamelodi Sundowns, I'd have to do all the research that might provide a medical aid, for example, for football players. Otherwise, after you're done, you're on your own. Cheers. Have a wonderful life. Yeah. If it does become wonderful, which I doubt a lot of the time. So where do we begin then? Because here you are, blessed with the experience, blessed with the knowledge that you have, and now facing a local scenario where they don't have those things in place. Where do we begin? That's um, the question, yeah. The, I, think, I think for me, it's just like early days, you know? Yeah. But I'm just individually experiencing what I'm experiencing. And, and I'm just like, if it's like this for me, how is it for other players? Mm -hmm. You know, and I feel for them. Um, so I'm not attacking anyone in any sense no 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 I'm I, I, I don't you think know what it, i mean but I, is, yeah. I, i'm just i'm just saying but that's the thing when i when i told you like um i'm up front like this i'm direct like this and um but i feel there should be a system where to to answer your question about mm. where does it begin i have no idea I because the player's got to come first yeah I think in South Africa, the player never comes first. Yeah. Everybody else comes first. So if we're negotiating for the rights to, to to show games live on TV, 
who benefits at the end of the day in terms of showing those games? Who plays? Who kicks the ball on that field? So from the top, are we saying to the player, we're here to look after you, or we're here just to make sure that you appear on the field the next time we have a game to show on television, for example? And, I mean, I would even hate to know... Well, we hardly even give something called a benefit game, a testimonial. If you've spent more than 10 years, South Africans, we don't give. I can probably count Doc Kumalo, Neil Tovey, maybe. I'm not, I'm not even sure if that was a proper testimonial. Who've had testimonial games. And yet, traditionally, Kamuela, that is something that is almost seen as an unwritten rule in football. To honor football players, the gate takings from that day are then given to that player as a beautiful send-off. Yeah. Guys have spent 14 years at big clubs in this country. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel we, we we could make so much more, you know, um, uh, we could make so much more steps into yeah. appreciating our legends, appreciating uh, players who've spent, you know, um, a decade at a club or a decade more or a decade more um, but uh, you know that you know when uh, and I think when supporters see that mm-hmm. you know the supporters see the appreciation and they, they see that football in this country is heading in the right direction mm-hmm. and I feel that it is mm-hmm. you know um but yeah, the players need to be put per, uh, to be put first. That's it. And they're not. Oh one one double eight three eight nine four seven. Oh one one double eight three eight nine four seven. You can call us directly in studio. That is the voice of Kamila Mokocho, a man who went via the United States of America, Cincinnati midfielder. I don't even know if he enjoyed his time in America, but he'll tell me if he did. Tomela Chris on uh, Twitter says, you know, so much talent from Kamuelo. Glad that he's back in the country and will be joining one of the best performing teams in South Africa. He still has so much to offer. Here I am wishing him nothing but the best. Mtombeli, Chris, Utama, Mlambo, Mzimkulu. Thank you so much indeed. I hope I didn't leave out any of your names there, Mtombeli. I did. I tried my best. Marawa Sports Worldwide Live. In three, two, Good evening, uh, Mr. Marawa, and good evening to your guest, Ukamo. What uh, a good player you got there, Ukamo Hello, and what a brave man. I think uh, leaving your own country, Mr. Marawa, at the age of 12, and then going away from your parents and uh, your relatives and stay abroad for quite such a long time. It's uh, describing how brave that man is. And uh, what I want to know to him, what kept him going overseas? Because he hardly see his family while he was still there. And then lastly, what happened to the move that uh, was supposed to happen for him to join uh, Ikaiza Chiefs? Because before he came back and signed for Ise Kukune, there were rumors that uh, he was offered to Chiefs. Thank you, Mr. Marawa. Good show. Kaiser Chiefs, Kaiser Chiefs, Kaiser Chiefs, eh? A lot of talk, maybe expectation. Maybe just briefly, I know you touched on it earlier on, though. You had a chat with them. There was a possibility of you joining Chiefs. 
Yeah, my manager did have a chat with them and uh, talks were fruitful. Talks were short. Short? Why? Were short. Um, yeah. Another, I think, um, an issue of perception. Like, why are you coming back? Was that the part? Not why I'm coming back, but, um, you know, uh, you're this player and, you know, they that comes from overseas and uh, you know they have a certain perception of you you're here for the money here for this but I just wanted to play football and the question was never asked so uh, I then decided uh, with, uh, with my manager um, Bashir um, I then told her you know I just need to play football I've been out for a while I want to play for these six mm-hmm. months um so if if I get an honest uh, approach from a club, uh, with no factors, <laughs> then. Um, but why would they talk about money? Have you, would you have asked for the money for them to make that insinuation? No, 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 no. Uh, I think if they just asked, but you know, everyone can feel. You know, you're in a meeting and you can feel the energy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, energy was off. Oh wow. And that's it. But and was the coach present? Was the coach of the team present? No, I wasn't in the meeting. But so it was just agent to... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. she was in the meeting and uh, energy was off. I uh, don't know why. Um, but, you know, I believe it's it's what was meant to be. It's what was meant right. to be. And um, funny enough, you know, I I like those type of scenarios. You know, and then my my manager gets back to me and she's like, oh, this is what happened. And I'm like, okay, we move. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll share something which maybe dispels a little bit about the money issue. I always say that when guys like Lucas went to Leeds, it was public knowledge. South Africa is about the only country that keeps salaries a secret. So Lucas was there. He was earning probably a good 800k a month. Kamuela Mokojo, during the height of COVID, the players took it upon themselves to take a pay cut as yeah. opposed to the administrators and everybody else. Yeah, it's true. So your pay cut, when it was cut, the pay cut, <laughs> came to 115,000 rand a week. And you're not going to argue with me because you know I'm telling the truth. Right? And so for anybody to want to step forward and say that you are coming back into the country for the money, they have not done their research. They have no clue what they're talking about. Because you would probably do a crowdfunding to pay for the rest of the team if you wanted to brag and be arrogant and be all of those things they describe you to be. But that's the dynamic. And that is why South Africa is in a big problem because they keep all of these salaries a secret. Why are they keeping them a secret when worldwide they're just public knowledge? Yeah. They know why they're doing that. So clearly you are not motivated by anything to do with the salary but the need to play football. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that will always be my, my, you know, my primary purpose as long as I'm playing this, um, this sport. But... Um, yeah, I understand people will have their own opinions, but um, 
I'm here to play and I'm mm. playing. I'm, you know, I'm begging a few 90 minutes right now. And, you know, you know, after after a year and uh, and so months out, so I'm help. I'm happy. You know, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm happy to be healthy. You know, and, eight appearances. Uh, that's 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 going solid. Yeah, that's yeah. going solid. You know. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm grateful for for everyone who's helped me at the club, and yeah, obviously my partner. Yeah, you remember this, eh? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, we did that interview at the age of twelve. I think I was twelve. Yeah, you were twelve. Yeah, standing with the great Zinedine Zidane. So, uh, yeah. Tulani Jap has just posted this on Twitter. Says, "What a mature." an eye and ear opening wide ranging interview says what a leader in the making Kamala Wakajo is ahead of his time very precarious so that's th- those are his words yeah you know and, and that's the post that he's just popped up I've retweeted that if you if we think we're joking this is a man who was holding trophies at the age of 12 who was hanging out you know maybe it's just his brother hey is it Dan hey is it Dan well, come here come here is it Dan come here <laughs> I want to have a quick word with you nah. you know no, no. So those are the shoulders you've been rubbing, you know, with all things considered. It's just a case of ultimate respect. But with, with the 22 Bafana Bafana caps that you've had, unless they more, I don't know. I tried to count yesterday. Yeah, I also don't know. <laughs> Came up to 22. Thank you for informing me. I also didn't know. Yeah. But that's far too little, man. For a man of your stature, yeah. a man of your experience, your man of your travels, that perception must have played terribly against you for that number to remain what it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um obviously not satisfied with the amount of games yeah but uh moreover that uh, not satisfied with the with the amount of achievements you know i can only be proud of you know the achievement in egypt at the afcon 2019 yeah just 2019 you showed people yeah and then everything was dismantled because uh, obviously safa has their visions vision this 2020 what right yeah <laughs> the CEO's coming yeah, in tomorrow, and, um, actually. And uh, and funny enough, you know, um, the players that that were playing back then are only peaking now. You know, so uh, it would have been something. But, you know, you have to respect, you know, protocol. Yeah. And uh, we have amazing talent. Uh, I just wish that more players could uh, apply their trade overseas. Because we have... We have the potential. Yeah. We have the potential. So, uh, yeah. Potential and raw talent, basically. And and raw talent. Yeah. You know, and it, it wouldn't take that long to, to polish that, you know, that raw talent. When that when side. they get that side, it'll take a, yeah. probably six months, a season or so, and then they'll be fine. I mean, we've seen that young boy. I think he's also in Holland, Swartz. <sighs> yeah. I mean, what he does with the ball. Started off at, at half time, you know, when that give the ball boys an opportunity to juggle the ball. Next thing, the cameras were switching on him, and the next thing, studio discussions were talking about him, but he was just a ball boy. Yeah. I happened to be from South Africa. Yeah, um, yeah I know him. I follow him. Yeah. You follow him. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Incredible yeah. talent. 
And that's what we have in abundance in this country. But he has a quick question coming through on WhatsApp Voice Note. Have you, Rob, have you ever noticed what I've noticed? Last 20, 30 years in South Africa, players are coming overseas with big money to come back to South Africa. But they are nowhere to be found when we're talking about people buying clubs here. Only just the post politicians and tenderpreneurs that are coming on board and buy. No one, no one player buy a vet. Vets was sold, was selling in a cheap price. But no player came on board and want to buy the, the vets. Uh, can you ask why is like that? Ask Kamukhala Mukosha the industry. Thank you, man. Thank you so much indeed. I mean, is that something viable for you? He says a lot of players come back, but none of them get into the business of utilizing some of your funds to buy a football team. He makes mention of Bidvez Vitz, then known as Vitz University, after 99 years of existence, disappearing just like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's only the players who come from abroad. It's not only mm. the responsibility of players who come from abroad, but um, I know I have... I have a club of my own, you know, with uh, with a partner of, uh, of mine, Nyakallo. Okay. Yeah, the general FC in uh, the Mutsipe League in um, in Butsabelo. So, but it's it's not only our responsibility. I feel it's it's working together with those people, especially those tycoons or what did he call them tycoons? <laughs> Ty- yeah, well, yeah, yeah, tycoons yeah. and experienced, you know. Uh, people, people who have knowledge in the game, uh, and that's the only way it, it can work. You know what I mean? To run a successful football club, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, difficult question, but but you got a team. The bottom line is, you've just told us you, there is a team in the Motipa League, which is uh, probably a direct answer to his question: is that you're involved? Yeah, yeah, I am involved. I'm involved in this talent, but uh, it's hard. You know what happens down there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, good. Um, I have a team. I'm trying to be involved, and yeah. uh, I hope I stay. I stay in there. You know, because you know, so much talent, so much talent, so much potential. You know, and it's mind blowing, honestly. Um, uh, when you see when you see the ability, mind blowing. Uh, but yeah, nobody wants to take the time. I'm trying. I'm trying. But uh, yeah, Multiple League, First Division, we've heard those stories. Centered around referees and certain bank accounts. But mm. hey, Nkwali says, you know, kindly ask Kamuelo, does he still have an ambition to don the Bafana Bafana jersey or has he retired? Uh, have you brought an announcement that... No, they... No, I mean, I, I don't close any doors. You know, as long as I stay um, fit and healthy, I stay, um, I keep working hard. And, mm. uh, and um, I do everything possible to keep me at my maximum level when it comes to my, to my trade. Then uh, I don't think there's any reason for me to to close any uh, any any doors you know yeah but you get disappointed though south africa on the continent we can't qualify for anything we can't I mean, qualify for the very same afcon you talk about in 2019 no i mean the boys qualified and uh, i'm very proud yeah. and um you can see they're building something so yeah proud of them but uh 
I'm on the outside just like yeah. you at the moment and um, but, but right. I'm just saying like in the, in the build up to we, we were not qualifying and that was the biggest problem is that a World Cup we start to reminisce 98 Japan South Korea we reminisce about all of the World Cups we've qualified for but the consistency isn't there. and no. if we can't qualify for AFCON then what are we going to qualify for yeah no I, I, I know South Africans think and uh, yeah. with our history we expect things to go smooth but we need to give the coach and the players a chance um, yeah, wherever we have to criticize, we can criticize, you know. Yeah. And when we have to praise, we have to praise, you know. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, they need time. They've qualified, and I think the coach will have more time with them when going into, is it Cameroon? Cameroon? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a great relief. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we all like, yeah, finally we have, you know, there's a breakthrough. Yeah. Right, very little time left. Tulani Japa says, this man destroyed Libya during the 2019 AFCON qualifiers in Tunisia. Uh, maybe my final one with you is, you know, this weekend, Sikukone are playing, right? Yes. You know who they're playing? Kaiser Chiefs. Sorry, I didn't hear you. My, my headphones are off. They're playing? Kaiser Chiefs. Oh, okay. Yeah, you are. <laughs> are you looking forward yeah. to that game? Is there going to be something of a... Um... I mean, how do you feel? I know you're a very chilled guy. You know, Pisces, people. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice, nice. <laughs> Sorry, the same family. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, a game like any other game sold out already. I think. Yeah. Um, but we just need to focus on what we do best. You know, as uh, as Kukuna. Yeah. You know, try not to get emotional. Stick to the plan. You know, and uh, get the best out of ourselves individually and uh, as a team. That's the most important thing. And as a team. When you watch us, I think you see a threat. So if we can bring that, and I know we will bring that, um, I think um, we'll come out as victors on that day. Champ, thank you so much, man. Kamala Kumokot, you're my guest here tonight. Playing for Sekukuna United back in the country with so much wisdom to share with us. Baba, good to see you, man. Cheers, bro. Everything good of the best. You too. Yeah, Cheers. you too. We'll chat to you soon. Let All me right. tell you about what happened on this day in history, the 19th of April, 2014. Now, for the very first time, Chelsea manager Jose Mourinho suffered a Premier League defeat at Stamford Bridge after 61 wins and 16 draws in the first 77 league matches at the ground. It has two spells at the club along came bottom club Sunderland. To win 2-1 against the title-chasing Chelsea. Oh, can you believe that, eh? Jose Mourinho. One of my favorite coaches in the world. Who knows? Maybe one day he'll coach Camuelo Mococho.